Good morning. Um, just recording the next uh, segment of the Gemara on Dachman Zayin on base um, should cover for the last the last uh, shear before Bezat Hashem. I'm back to once again take over from Colin. Um, we're about halfway down in Zayin on base a little before halfway in fact, where you've got some brackets there, Haguf, Haguf, um, the line begins with the word Bakur Paroi. So it says Haguf, Haguf, Meyen, Meshivin, Umachim, and Simon. So Simon for what is to come. So here we go, one by one. Kimol, Nechnasim, Haguf, there's three things which enter the body. Ve'en Haguf, Ne'en, and Mehen, and the body does not benefit from them. The first is Gud Gedonios, which Rashi over here says means cherries. Elsewhere, Rashi actually explains it as coriander. But uh, over here, Rashi seems to say it's cherries, which is uh, the um, finds as cherries, the caponios, upagate tomorrow. What are caponios, Rashi says, are uh, a type of bad dates, a, type bad, uh, a bad type of dates. Upagate tomorrow is unripe dates. Now, the truth is, Rashi says elsewhere that caponios are dates which have not ripened. So what's the difference between Carbonius uh, and Pagis tomorrow? So Ben Yoda says that he's heard the Peshat is like this. Carbonius are intrinsically bad dates because they haven't ripened and they never will ripen. Therefore they are bad dates. Pagis tomorrow are dates which are perfectly good if you need them to ripen. But Pagis means they haven't yet reached the stage of ripening. They're still a little earlier on in, the, in their growth, in their development. And therefore they are still yet to ripen. These three things obviously go into the body, a person eats them, but they are not very good. Um, unripe things, we've had Gomorrah's like this earlier, about eating things which are unripe, things which are not yet fully grown, they're not very good for the person. Then we continue on, Shalosha in Nechanot in Aguf, there are three things which do not actually enter the body, Vaguf, Nehen, and the body benefits from them. Eiluhein, these are they, Rechitza, Vesicha, Vetashmish. Rechitza is washing the body, Ticha is anointing the body. The Tashmish is um, Tashmish Hamita. Um, Tashmish Hamita, which is obviously um, a relationship with one's wife. These things, again, the body benefits from them. The body, the body enjoys them, but they don't actually penetrate the body itself. It doesn't go into, like, in other words, like eating. That's what we mean to say. And the Ben, ben Yoda, in fact, the Marashah explains what the Gemara is saying with these sort of these two groups we've had here are the, the reason why we do not make brachas on these uh, on these things are because the body does not actually benefit from them in the case of the first three and in the case of the second three it's because it's because the body um, because they don't actually go inside the body and therefore you don't make a bracha on those things that's why one doesn't make a bracha on Tashmish or any of the other things that's what the Marashal says and obviously nowadays the cherries we do make ho'etzon. Um, yes, unripe um, dates and things like these, you definitely wouldn't make ho'etz if it's bad to the person. Um, but therefore the good gudonius we're talking about nowadays and what Rashi was referring to, it would seem presumably we're talking about something slightly different. But the good gudonius Rashi was talking about, it says the Marashah, you wouldn't make, you wouldn't make a ho'etzon. Continues on the Gemara. Shalosha me'en ha'olam habo. There are three things which are me'en olam habo. Says the Ben Yoyada, the me'en olam habo we're talking about here 
would not seem to be the ultimate Olam Abod that was called the Olam HaNashomos. Rather, it's talking about Olam Azer after it goes through its final Tikkun um, at the, I suppose, with the coming of Moshiach and thereafter. Um, and at that time, with the removal of all, when, when the world undergoes its final Tikkun, the, the removal of Ke'oshon uh, Tichle, of evil, then the light, there will be a sort of a, a growth of, of the spiritual light which will, in turn, affect the person's own spiritual inner life. And uh, there are three times, or I suppose, yeah, three times that a person in this world experiences that, a little bit of that additional life. And that is on Shabbos, Elohim, these are they, on Shabbos, Shemesh, with the shining of the sun, it's a postdoc which says, with reference to the time, this, the, this, the time to come in the future, with the, as we said, that final tikkun, the postdoc says, That's what the, the, uh, it's a postdoc. We find the Gemara Nidorim as well says that the Osilova, Kodesh Baruch will take the sun out, out of its Nartika, and the, uh, the Tzadikim will bask in that glory, whereas in the, in the glory of the sun, whereas the Rishoyim will burn up by, the, by, the, by that light. So there is a reference to the sun being connected to Olam Abba. And finally, the Tashmish, Tashmish, which we'll explain in a second. But um, just stopping for, for one second, just to add one or two points. We know Olam Abba, Chazal, Telas, there's no eating, no drinking, etc., etc. It's just a time for the Tzadikim to sit with the, the crowns on their heads and bask in the glory of the Shekhinah. And after the posture level, therefore, is the connection between Shabbos and Olam We know Shabbos is not in Olam The reason being, because Shabbos, Shabbos, as we said so many times, Shabbos is a day when a person goes into the Rashus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he goes into to the domain of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he leaves behind the physicality of this world, he goes into a different dimension altogether. That's the idea of Shabbos. And therefore, in that sense, it's Me'en Olam you're sitting together with the Rabbeinu Shalom on Shabbos. So to the Shemesh, we could say that this. Again, I believe we've spoken about this in the past. If not, well, here you go. That the sun and the moon, the relationship between the sun and the moon, I believe very much um, parallels the relationship between Kalal Yisrael and Tachodesh Baruch the sun is the, so to speak, the source of the light. The moon is the reflection. It receives that light. That's like a husband and wife. The husband is referred to as the sun. The wife is referred to as the, as the moon. The giver and the makabal. So to our Kodesh Baruch Hu is the ultimate giver, obviously much more than the sun, but in terms of a moshul, it's like the sun and the moon, and we are the Levona. David Manati Yisrael Chai Vekayon, we say by Kiddush Levona, we are very much our Kodesh Baruch Hu's Levona. That's in the Kiddush HaKodesh. Again, there's much more which can be said about it, about uh, the Osilov, what will be in terms of the, the, the movements, the orbits of the sun and the moon, and the way it was before Adam Marishan said. But the basic idea, therefore, is when the sun shines, that corresponds, corresponds, it's a me'en of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu shining as in Olam Abba. In Olam Abba, the Tzadikim will sit and bask in the glory of the ultimate light, i.e. the Orient Sof of the Rabbani Shalom. And the end of that, just the end of that, is in this world when the sun, the source of light, as it were, shines, uh, shines in this world. That's in the end. It just gives us a taster of what will be. And then finally we have Tashmish. Ask the Gemara, Tashmish to my. What sort of Tashmish are we talking about? If you say it's Tashmish Amitah, 
to find, we said before, and that was definitely talking about Tashmish. Hamitzah says Ben Yoyo that the Gemara didn't have any questions there, because there, definitely the body gets benefit from Tashmish Hamitzah. But here we're saying it's meaning it's the ultimate good. Meaning there can't be anything bad about it. But we know Tashmish Hamitzah could be the body benefits, could be a person enjoys it. But it weakens the person. Ultimately we know that it, it takes away the chaos of a person, we're told. So, that can't be Peshat. Elo Tashmish Nikodim. It means the Tashmish of one's orifices. In other words, emptying out the body, emptying out the bowels, etc., emptying out the unwanted the byproducts. And over here, once again, the Ben Yoda explains, because the idea is that we get rid of all the byproducts of the food, it's the Me'en, because at the, end of the, at the end of the day, it's impossible to empty out one's bowels, etc., completely. So the emptying out is cleaning out of the byproducts. Le'osin lodo in olam there won't be any byproducts whatsoever. It'll be more like the mon, says the says the ben yoyodo. Le'osin lodo, and again, this is not talking about the olam anashomis. Going back to the ben yoyodo's mahalich, this is not talking about the ultimate olam Although we possibly have explained it uh, just before, and we explained it based on the idea that it's the ultimate olam But we we'll, we'll, we'll come back to our shaft in a second. We're going with the ben yoyodo first. The ben yoyodo explains it's the olam there, but after the final ticket. At that time, there won't be any byproducts. It'll be more like the mon, the mon which was just swallowed up in Seivorim. Just swallowed straight up in Seivorim. There were no byproducts, which Kali sort of complained about. But that was, the, that was the amazing thing of the mon, and that's what will be in the future. So too, when a person empties out his orifices, the idea is he's getting an end of that when the body is free of all those byproducts. According to what we're saying, we said beforehand, again, Onamabo is a place where there's no achilo, no shtio, just when a person empties out the body again, he's emptying out all that gushness. He's getting rid of all those byproducts, the clippers, etc., etc., anything which is the opposite of Kedusha. That's an end of Enamabo. It's not Enamabo, because Enamabo, there won't even be the Achira, there won't be the Shtir, it'll just be Nanimizavashrin. But here, at least, it's an end in as much as it just gets rid of the, um, at least the byproducts of the, of the, uh, of the food which at a deeper level probably goes into the idea of getting rid of all that tumor which is mixed into the, into, into the food. So we have here possibly two different mahalkim. According to Ben Yoda, uh, it's talking about Onam is this world after its final tikkun, and we've explained the connection between them, Shabbos, the Shemesh, and the, uh, and the uh, emptying out of the bowels, a bit like the Mon, as we said, whereas for, according to the, if you take it literally, that Shabbos means uh, sorry, Olam means literally Olam then Shabbos is, Shabbos is like that, because that's the domain of Hashem. The Shemesh is like that light, the light which will be revealed in the future, the Hasharat Hashrinah, which will be revealed into the world, in, 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 in Olam at least, and the emptying out of the, of the orifices is the idea of getting rid of all those byproducts, which is in the end, obviously not the same as Lo'achid of Ereshtia in Olam Continues on the Gemara. Shalosha Mishivin Da'ata Shalodam. There's three things which are meshivin da'at v'shalodim, literally bring back the da'at of a person. In other words, as the Marashoan, both the Marashoan and the Gon explain, it means that when a person's feeling very, very nervous, we know about this, when a person feels very nervous and uptight, there's three things which will calm him. Eidohim, and these are they, ko. Nice music, a nice voice. Um, whether it's instruments, Rosh says, or whether it's a nice voice, that relaxes the person. I'm talking about real music, not... Uh, not the uh, rock music, which I think just uh, has quite the opposite effect, uh, thing, the, the uh, opi- uh, people's opinions about chasanas, 
Uh, it doesn't seem to have that effect. But anyway, so we're talking about real music. Umare. And a nice sight. When a person, person sees something which is uh, breathtaking, whether it's some mountains or something like that, a beautiful picture, again, that relaxes a person. Vareach, and the last one is a nice smell. A nice smell, again, that relaxes the person. It would seem all these things, by the way, actually go into the very soul of a person. And that's what gives the person the nefesh. Nefesh means relaxation. Shavasayin nefesh. It gives them the, the sense of relaxation. Expanding, well, we're going to see expanding in a second, but because we know curl music is really the expression of the neshama, uh, when a person hears proper music, it's got that beautiful neshama inside it, the Mara as well, I think as well, something which is breathtaking, again, I think, could well be that the Neshama, again, could have some sort of uh, appreciation of that. And definitely Reach, we know smell, there's definitely Besomim, is uh, to do with the Neshama, as in on the Tzoy Shabbos. And then we've got Shadoshim Archim in Da'at There are three things which broaden the Da'at of a person, which both the Marashah and the Gon say, mean this time we're not talking about when a person's uptight, he's nervous, so that's not a person is at, he's at ease, so this broadens and gives them even more, either more relaxation or more drive for Tanuge Ulamazer, as the Marashah puts it. Elohim and these are they. Dira Noah, a nice abode, a nice living quarters. The Ishan Noah, a nice wife. The Kalim Noah, a nice Kalim, clothes, utensils, these sort of things make a person relax and make him enjoy this world. That's how the Marashah, because he's learning literally these things make a person enjoy this world more than otherwise. Um, but the the uh, the Gon says, perhaps homiletically we could say that Pshat is he said well he says Pshat is Odom Noe the Odom is the is the uh, sorry Dira Dira Noe is the body. The body is the Dira, that's the house. That a person his house is healthy, his body is healthy, everything's just as it should be. And Isha Noe is living inside the house, that's the the Nishama even though normally the Isha is the body. Um, and in other words, that the Martim are good. And the Canaan Noim are the Choshim. He says that means the senses. The sense that all this they should be, the hearing, the speaking, all these senses, um, again, maybe the spiritual senses as well, are all working as they should be. That's what the, the, how the, the God puts it. Um, continues on the Gemara. I mean, just before, before we go on, just one, one, one last point, the Ben Yoyalda says, why is it that order you'd expect? He speaks about the order of some of these things, and ge- generally speaking, he says, the order goes by the things you deal with least to the things you deal with most. For example, he says, when we're talking about the three things which we said, um, the three things which are the Eno de Mavos, he had Shabbos, Shemesh, and Tashmish. So he says, Shabbos is once a week. The Shemesh can be every day, but it's only a day, not at night. Whereas Tashmish, Tashmish, um, as in Tashmish Nekovim, is both by day and by night. So it goes in that order. Um, now he says, you'd expect, not based on that, but you'd expect, Dira, which is inanimate, and Canaan, which are inanimate, should go together. But he says, the reason why it goes in this order is because Dira, Noah, and Isha, Noah, is something which you have, person buys one house. I mean, nowadays, yes, people own a lot of property, but you only live, generally speaking, in one house. Isha, Noah, a person has one wife. Again, Yes, by Spartan, and strictly speaking, one can have more than one. But Caleb Noim is something which a person, he buys clothes, he buys Caleb, they get worn out, he's got to buy new ones. Therefore, there's something which he does more 
more regularly. I suppose nowadays we can appreciate this more, more than ever, the way people are with their latest models of things. Well, and that definitely is massive data show and people get very excited with these new models. I'll never forget something somebody told me, he said he was on his way to work, and he saw some people, I mean, it's just Mamish Mavid al-Orayim, that uh, he saw a few people camping outside a shop. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, he said, what, he said to them, what are you doing? One morning he asked somebody, so the person said, have you not heard? The new, I, mean, I think it was Apple, whatever it is, one of these phones, the new software is coming out at the end of the week, and they'd be camping there to be the first people to be able to get their hands on it. I mean, camping there, I think he told me, five, six days, whatever it was, in order, what, is it going to make a difference? So you'll get it, the first person to get it, or you'll get it a few hours later? This is, Marvish, this is what, uh, in the Goisha belt, at least, Marachim and Dalta Shalodim is these Kalim Noin, the updates, the whole thing like this, this is the, um, this is apparently his Mark of Dalta Shalodim. Amazing. But perhaps, perhaps we can appreciate it in the other way. This is, as I said, that's the life of a, of a Goy. He doesn't have anything else to look forward to. On the other hand, you have Yeshua ben Nun, who loy mosh. It's a Oyel, he didn't move from the Oyel. But he also, he's encamped at the bottom of the mountain for 40 days. 40 days for what? He wanted to be the first person. When Moshe Rabbeinu came down, he wanted to make sure he was there. He was camping there for 40 days and 40 nights. Perhaps, with this, with this moshal of the other side, we can understand a little bit of Yeshua's, Yeshua's um, outlook on life, what's important to a person, a person will inca- camp out, apparently that wasn't considered so, so, uh, so long, in, by, by, by Yeshua's terms, it was 40 days he stayed there, in order to be the first one to get his hands on the tail of Moshe Rabbeinu.